I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That is the big show the right there. The big show has entered you. the building. What's up, man? With the tight tee, I like it. Look at him. Oh, you're yoked. Yeah, you are. <laughs> He's very yeah, jacked now. There's What's up, man? Good to see you again. Oh, good to see you again. Hello, Hi. You got anything else for Sam or are we good? Uh, uh, Russell, Russ, blah, blah, Russ, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm She's taking a bath with a big show. The well, I mean, there's just muscles everywhere and You're I'm, all... I'm shook now. Russell, Russ, but I say I can't stop, slam, <laughs> not helping. He recorded his 18th triple double in the Thunders, 103, 95 win over. You must have played basketball in school, right? You played Why, basketball in college. Tall. Yeah, because you're tall. That's right. Did you play miniature golf? I played basketball. <laughs> that's How awesome. about that? How about that? Stop lying. You How about basketball. that? You played left out. I played basketball. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you must have played ball, right? I do. I played for Wichita State years like, ago. Like, do you understand what's going on there with Russell Westbrook? He's 18 triple doubles this year. Yeah, it's amazing. 18. Either one, or, either one or two things. Either he's in a really good flow and his team's working with him, or he's turned into a black hole like an abyss, and once the ball goes in, it never comes out. But they're good, though. They're winning. Hey, you know what? As long as you get a win. You know, mm-hmm. I remember in high school, I was definitely a black hole. If you threw the ball in, it didn't come back out. There wasn't much, you know. <laughs> my attitude was, as long as it goes in the basket. But, you know, I think it was pretty boring for the rest of my teammates. We got the big show here, okay? He's a friend of our program. We're glad he's able to make time with us again. Uh, first thing I want to say is, now, now, we can't necessarily, I mean, we could see your arms, obviously. You can't necessarily tell you were in normal clothes. But we saw a picture of you. You sent out on Instagram, I think it was, oh, maybe yeah, yeah, in the yeah. gym a couple of weeks ago. That was uh, dude. That was uh, the night after I did a. I've been cycling carbs, and maybe I've dropped seventy pounds because of it. But that night was after a six-day run with no carbs, and then I had lots of really good food at Christmas. And did a good chest and body workout, and I was like, "Wow, I look really good." Let me show this. To Let me get a picture first. And then, real quick. then the next morning, I looked like you know smooth baby crap because it all <laughs> went away. But for about eight hours, I felt pretty good. That's for sure. But you're in you're in great shape right now. Yeah, I'm in the best shape I've been in since probably '95, at least since I left uh, since I left WCW Power Plant, and uh, I got trained by Terry Taylor down there, and we did a lot of squats and a lot of push-ups. Like there was. Every morning we did like 500 Hindu squats and push-ups and sit-ups. That's before we even stepped in the ring. I was telling Brett earlier in the show today where I, I think, uh, and it's funny, we'll talk about Shaq coming up, but Shaquille O'Neal's in a similar vein as you where I, I tell Brett earlier in the show, I'm like, people forget because we're going back, like you say, 20 years ago, 1995, where he was an insane athlete. Insane. Like, Is that Shaquille? No, you, you, oh, I'm talking yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah, now, Shaquille, too, that's why I say it's the same thing with Shaq, where you go back to Shaq's playing days in Orlando, but you only remember him at the end of his career when he's put on a lot of muscle and a little bit of fat. Like, Shaq was a crazy good athlete, but you, too, like, you, as such a big dude, like, that was your thing back then. You were an insane athlete for your size. Yeah, I never, you know, I don't know if that was an advantage or a detriment, because um, I never worked my gimmick when I was younger like I should have. You know, um, what think, do you mean? How do you mean? Eh, sometimes you can be too athletic when you're big. Uh, you know, our, our business is about filling a role and being a character. And, you know, if you can do the same things that some of the smaller guys can do, it's 
it takes away from the uh, the giant. So instead suit. of showing that athleticism, you want it to be the big, strong, physical No, guy. I think I showed the athleticism a bit too much because in WCW, I went to the top rope. I did gro- uh. drop kicks off the top. I, you know, Bro, I, can you imagine a drop kicks off the top rope? This yeah, time? but I get what he's saying. He's basically saying that he, I look like just like every other wrestler, just exactly. much bigger. See, he's a smart guy on the show, isn't he? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Once in a while. When it comes to like meathead athletic said, stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still haven't gotten sushi yet. That's my fault, dude. My bad. We'll get it in. How many can you throw down if you go to all-you-can-eat sushi buffet? How I many don't you- eat a lot like that, man. You think I've had, like, uh, I got approached with some people that had talked to me a little bit about doing a uh, man versus food kind of deal. And I was like, dude, I don't eat like that. Like, I think my wife eats more than I do per setting. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I've changed in the past few years is I eat probably six meals a day, but they're really small. I mean, like, I... 10 ounce turkey burger patty and a little bit of spinach and that's how do you it. manage to keep up like like a diet schedule like that when you're traveling so it's much? tough it's tough i mean this weekend i'm taking my food with me i mean it's tough because it, it's hard in some cities to find the food that you want a that you like to taste of too you trust what's in it because you know there's a lot of seasonings and a lot of foods a lot of sodium people cook with butter I mean, I've heard rumors. I used to know a guy that worked at Wendy's years ago, and the the grilled chicken breasts when they were in a hurry, they just drop in the fryer. Oh, <laughs> you know what man. I mean? So oh, I'm sure they're a little bit more, and that's no, not a knock on Wendy's. This is you know, hearsay. So I don't, and I never see him do it. So I'm not burying Wendy's or anything, but uh, like a guy for the Heat. Okay, last week, James Johnson, player for the Heat. Uh, he missed a game because they were on the road and he had food poisoning. And, I mean, that could happen. You're at hotels on the road, restaurants on the road. Like, that must happen to you guys, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, um, you know, it depends on what you're eating. You know, I, I tend to have a philosophy that I don't eat fish unless I'm in a coastal area. You know, like I have sushi in Florida and California. I really don't even eat sushi in New York. I know New York's a big thing for sushi, but, you know, it's not my deal. I'll, st- I'll stick to sushi in California and Florida. Amber. I definitely won't order it in Arizona or like Kansas. Inland. <laughs> Amber, how, mm. how how small does he make Romberg look? I mean, he Romberg's does, a big every dude. Time, every time they're Romberg's next to each other. Guy. He's a big guy. Baby Romberg over okay here. It's okay if bigger people make comments like that. He got a hobbit. <laughs> Yo, we were just talking show. I'm average size, man. You're not you average not, size. I'm average. You're, average. Average. you're below there average. There is nothing average about him. I'm average yeah. size. No, he's, he's definitely Burger below King average. Man. Burger King head. Burger King show. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're glad to have you in he's studio. He's very feet and talks about his precious. He does. He definitely that does. looks like Gollum over there. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we're glad to have you in studio with us again yeah, today, man. Thank you. Yeah, so let, let's take a break here. we got a lot more uh, with the big show next. At 8 o'clock, you got another chance to win a 1000 bucks to catch that $1,000 touchdown. we got John Clayton in about an hour from now as we'll get back to the football. we got the big show with us here. <laughs> we got another guest, too. Oh, my boy. My boy is next to the big show right now. My boy, of course, a big wrestling fan. We're wrestling fans. I mean, I grew up with it, and now I, I'm able to get back into watching it because both my kids. I have a younger one that's also five. He's he's almost eight. So it's I just good. find it amazing that you have two children. Somebody married you. Yo. Uh, it's, it is. Look. It's incredible. And I bet she's probably, like, beautiful, too, Oh, she's right? pretty. She's yeah. pretty. She's accomplished. She's she a, done messed up. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, well, it's I'm, something. I'm a good catch. Basically, you guys, you guys are like the poster child or the poster family for what wrestling is trying to accomplish nowadays is bringing back the nostalgia factor of you know what you used to spend time with with your yeah, father it's appealing to the kids now it's very pg and and i you know was into it as when i was younger uh you know like when i was like 30 well it's definitely plus <laughs> plus wwe is, has been around long enough now that you're starting to see um 
generational generational gatherings of families you know um, fathers are now watching the sport with them because it's new to them because they get to introduce their kids to it when they were kids so it's it's a different audience than it used to be years ago, but it's a, I think it's a good audience. Well, and it's and it's a super cool thing for people like me because my father would take me when I was his age, and like now I'm doing the same thing. It's kind of a neat thing like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good experience. I mean, you know, being a parent, anything you can find that you have in common with your kids is a win. You I got mean, kids? I have one daughter. Yes, yeah, she's 19. Uh, she, goes, she goes to a wretched facility, though. Well, a she wretched go facility. She goes to FSU. What's he talking about? No, no, no. She goes, What's the wretched facility? Where does she go? She goes to school out in Pensacola. She's in the Air Force ROTC. He's just giving me a hard oh, time. Oh, come on! You should be. That's not wretched She's at really all. Really close. She's really close to a wretched facility. Was there? Well, is that's close to Tallahassee. Pecol, Pensacola. Yeah, yeah, yeah the top left hand corner. I don't know that neck of the woods. Sort world. of. I mean, it's not that close. Let's hand him an atlas and help him. I out. mean, Tallahassee <laughs> and Pensacola aren't the same place. Now, was there a time? <laughs> yeah. Was there a time where you you didn't want your daughter to to watch you perform? Was there a time where maybe? No, it was... I've never. In our house, it's not like she's glued to the TV and watches dad. It's never been. I'm dad. I'm not the big show. Uh, that's never been an issue in my house. When I. When I go home and walk to the front door, I leave everything at work. Uh, I think you have to to be successful and have uh, things where you have to be able to compartmentalize. Just like when I go to work, I don't bring anything from home to work. Like, you know, some guys have had problems in the past. You know, they go to work and they're fighting with their wife or their that interferes with your job. you got to compartmentalize and, and designate time for, for everybody. And speaking about being on the road and, and being away from home quite a bit. I noticed that you guys are doing some incredible things with the military. And oh, yeah. Dude, you guys are the, the best world. with that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, the it best. It seems really, really cool. It's, it was. I know we, uh, I just didn't, right before Christmas, I went to Afghanistan, um, stayed in Bagram over there for a few days. How many times have you been over there now? Uh, almost every year since 2003. I think Amazing. I missed two years. Oh, One year I had well. knee surgery and couldn't go. And one year they were on an aircraft carrier and the Department of Defense wouldn't let me go. Oh, really? man. Because I said I was too big for the aircraft well, carrier. I, I did the aircraft carrier thing. I actually flew into the tail landing, did like the fighter jet stuff. You that was probably suck. the coolest thing. Yeah. We did the Apache chopper thing, which I actually saw you get I tried to get well. in. I tried to, I, I got in, I was in the Blackhawks and I was on the back of a Chinook and I tried to get in an Apache. I even took my shoes off, but this was like a couple of years ago and I was really big. I was like 460, so it just wasn't happening. So, um, you guys are pretty incredible with that kind of stuff when it comes well, to the military. You know, it's it's a good thing to give back because a lot of those kids that are serving over there, um, it's their first time away from home. You know, I mean, you think about how those of us that went to college, how we felt our first semester in college, we weren't home. You know, food was different, friends were different. It's a culture shock. Now imagine, you know, some of these kids that are their first time away from home and the situations they're put in over there. So. For me to get a chance to go over there to help boost their morale and all actuality to also boost my morale because I see a lot of amazing young men and women over there that um, that really inspire me to make me they're doing a lot of good things over there and they've done it you know with dedication and with heart and with commitment to excellence and uh, and duty and it's a pretty inspiring deal to be around. Fortunately, for the time that you've put in, and, and now you're, you're, I guess you could say, very well seasoned in the game. Seasoned? Is that just like very old well and ripe? in the game. But you just have the ability now to pick and choose, ultimately, what you're doing. You're not running the rat race gamut that you used I don't to have do. You, do I they know. give you, like, like your own? No, I mean, I get a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm getting a lot of downtime now because I'm not on TVs, so I just work the live events, which is fine because they're trying to build Braun Strowman and Big Cass and, and uh, Corbin, so. Okay, so even though you haven't been on TV, you 
you you've been yeah, working. I work, yeah, I go to work tomorrow. I'm in uh, Topeka tomorrow, Wichita Saturday, and Tulsa Sunday, and I fly wow. home Monday. So I mean, I work every weekend, but um, I'm just not doing the TV racket, which is fine. I've put my time in on TV. I've done everything from, you know. Shonan the Barbarian to, you know, everything. So. Well, well, that's a good segue then, okay, because we're expecting you at WrestleMania, obviously. Right. Uh, you know, Shaq had his number retired here a couple weeks ago. He was on with us, of course, all right? right, right. And uh, Yeah, what an amazing career he's had, though, huh? Uh, listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big I've fan. I've always been a big fan of him. I've been a big fan of, of Shaquille um, outside of the NBA, too. I mean, you know, he's... He's one of those types of guys that you get around him. He's got a you know a bigger than life personality. You see how he works with the kids, how much he likes the kids, and uh, he seems like a guy that really works hard to do a lot of things for his community and that he's involved with. And he's just all all around. He's been a really good dude. So I'm excited to slapping the crap out of him. Well, he had a few things to say to you. you did you hear what he had to say? No. All right, why don't you put, put on your headsets? Here, we're gonna play it for you. Right? Oh my God, you're gonna Come make on. me listen to gossip yeah. and let's go. It's not gossip if it's real. I mean, he said it. Yeah. Well, you know. Everybody has delusions of grandeur. All right, let's, Tobin, why don't you, you play the sound from Shaq from a couple weeks ago? Go ahead. Here we go. I have my headphones that barely fit in my head. Ooh, my voice sounds good on headphones. <laughs> will, you tell him, will, you, will you play this for him next time he's in the studio? Go ahead. The little first two matches where they didn't let us touch each other, mm-hmm. this time it's going to be different in April. We're touching each other up, man, and nobody better not interrupt. And I've been working out every day getting swole. <laughs> yeah, he he's getting swollen. swollen. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't look so swollen. He looked a little bit yeah, swollen. Yeah, he looks swollen. Yeah, better mix in a salad over the next couple took months. Took a couple salt pills. <laughs> I heard. Uh, I don't think he's been carb cycling. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, I heard too. There was a video he put out on Instagram that everybody was telling me about, where he was riding a bike and he had a music playing in the background. And basically, he's coming for me. And <laughs> you know, I guess maybe I'll make a little video this afternoon. I'll get all pumped up and say, so "You're going to the gym? Good." So am I. See you there. <laughs> you know. No, I mean, here's the thing with Shaq. You know, I, I'm excited that we finally get an opportunity. I know the NBA was very strict on letting Shaquille do anything, obviously, because he's a franchise player and, and a big part of the NBA and the teams. And, and, and when you get to that kind of athletic level, you're, you're an investment. So, yeah, they don't want him playing around doing something where he might get injured. I, I understand that completely. But now um, – that he has the ability to do some things. We should have some fun out there and do something entertaining. And and I know Shaq's uh, always has, has been a very excited uh, person about wrestling and a big fan. And he knows Flair and, and Hogan and all those guys. So uh, we'll have a lot of fun with it. You know, if his attitude is, is positive and good, it'll be fun. He'll turn up the tempo. Hopefully he'll show up in shape. And, um, you know, I think we're going to surprise some people if we get some time. Now, that's not a new thing for you where you're in, like, the celebrity match. I mean, no, you, no. Who, who else have you been in the <sighs> ring with Floyd in that Mayweather, vein? Aki Bono, Kevin Green, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Let's go down the line. Yeah, like, uh, anybody that's, uh, I, I get the, I get all the uh, entertainment people. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, you could, you could st- stomp on Floyd Mayweather. I've dated women bigger than Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I bet. So, um, no, you know, Floyd was great. That was actually one of the biggest ones I've done because that was a a really great promotion that started out originally it was supposed to be a tag with I think uh uh Floyd and Batista I think versus Ray and myself and I think Floyd and Batista were supposed to be the heels and then um I think Batista got hurt Ray got hurt and this is all within a couple of weeks 
And then it got dumped into my lap as a singles. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. It was a main event at WrestleMania in Orlando. Same place I'm wrestling Shaq. So. Yeah. What did you notice when you grabbed a little fellow like that and threw him around as opposed to dealing with, you know, like a 260, well, 270 I mean, pound man? You could it, kill him. Well, it's not oh, about that. Corey, you, can, you could crack him in half. You can kill anybody if you're not careful. I mean, our sport's very dangerous. So you you want to go out there and suspend suspend people's belief and, and let them get involved in the match and understand the psychology at the same time. Uh, these people aren't trained like you are. They haven't gone through the hours and hours of bumps and and rigmaru um, to understand how dangerous our sport is. So they trust in me to be a professional and make sure they have a great experience and and come out of it whole. And I, I tell you, Floyd had such a great attitude; it was ridiculous. I mean, I don't think anybody realizes what a really good guy he is. Like his work ethic is incredible. His attitude, yeah. When you put in the red light on the camera. He knows how to sell tickets. He knows how to be that outspoken, um, you know, guy you just want to get your hands on and wring his neck. But behind the scenes, he's a very consummate professional. With us, he was great. Um, like I said, the only grief I got from that whole match was his grandma. His grandma was ready to light me up because <laughs> I kept chopping him. Was and she that, sitting close to the ring? She was. No, she was backstage and she was ringside. When we came backstage, she just pulled me off in the corner and gave me the what for. You know, I had to get <laughs> um, Floyd and his manager, Leonard, they had to come over and save me because his grandma was about to whip me like I was a kid down the street that needed a whooping. So it's <laughs> been a long time since I've been chewed out by a grandma. I love... Uh... I love every time we have wrestlers either in the studio or on the phone. I love hearing the Vince McMahon stories because yeah. because yeah. when you don't know Vince, like someone like us, like he looks like he's like a tyrant, you know. But every time I ask someone like uh, yourself, they have great things to say about him. Well, yeah, I'm pretty successful life because of him. I'm not gonna say anything bad. No, uh, Vince is one of those unique individuals. Like the Vince McMahon character on TV is an extreme. That's like the extreme of his personality. Um, Vince is one of those kind of guys that's inspiring. He leads by example. Um, there's nothing he'll ask you to do that he won't do himself. Right. Um, and he has a way of somehow understanding what you're capable of when you don't even realize you're capable of it. You know, like he'll give suggestions or ideas. And, and, and I always, you know, I pitch an idea and he'll say, I'll take it under advisement. Which means what no. Is, yeah, what does that mean? That means no. That means I appreciate the input, but that means no. And what does he say if he liked your idea? Interesting. So, you know what I mean? That's that's his deal. But, you know, he's one of those type of guys that he sees things from all angles. Um, one thing, if you're talking to him, don't interrupt him and don't push him. Like, say your piece and then wait. Did, did you learn that the hard way? Uh, no. I, I Yes and no. Um, but I watched other guys interact with him and talk with him, and I learned... Plus, you know, I'm a pretty good people person, so I know Vince is kind of like me in a lot of ways. Like, I need time to digest things and think and look at it, so uh, I don't give answers right away. My wife gets mad at me all the time because every time she says something, my first answer is why. You know what I mean? Do you want meatloaf for dinner? Why? <laughs> it's not, It's not. Be, I don't like it. I just want more info. Is there another option? Is there another choice besides meatloaf? Is there, what What are we doing? You Does know? your wife watch you? Does she watch your shows? Oh, uh, yeah. She watches everything. She still watches the shows whether or not I'm on it. She's she got loves her, it. She's got her favorites and, and some of them probably aren't me. So. How long have you been married? Oh, uh, forever. Um, since God said 
So Let for there your, be light your and I whole, hit the switch. Your whole career, basically? Uh, yes, uh, I think 18, 18 years. So I've been wrestling 21, 22, so 18 years. So she knew what she was signing up for, though. She met you after you'd already Yeah, well, wrestling. she knew what she was signing up for because the first day we met, we were on the road a year and a half together every show. Oh, that's right. So she, she went on the road. What did she road. do? What did she do? She's a chef. So oh, okay. she was on the road with me. God, she that's knew. So okay. So, well, it worked. Well, I mean, it works because now when I get home, I don't, like, some guys go home to grief. Because mm-hmm. then the wife, you know, the well, it's wa- got to be hard. It's very hard for so a woman much. to be independent at home and handle everything because you're not there, right? You know what I mean. And she handles everything, you know. And when I get home, I don't have to do anything. Like no, she doesn't give me any crap about calls or or anything the first day. And at, at least with I basket- get to decompress. And at least like with basketball players, who are okay, there's an off season. Man, you're on the whole year. No, yeah, season. but you know, here's the thing. I'm. I don't. Your wife got a sister. <laughs> yeah, actually, she does. Actually, she does. She's, but she, her sister's mean as hell, though. I wouldn't do that to you. Her sister's real. Her sister's name is Stavrula. She's Greek. So, yeah, her sister's mean as hell too. Like sounds mean. Like she's the type that would like light your socks on fire while you're asleep or something. No, <laughs> kind of sounds, sounds like, like my current wife. situation. <laughs> you got to, Big Show's got his dolphin hat on. Okay. Yeah. You know. You Coming know this, up next, let's talk dolphins, right? Well, here's the thing. I want to put a special shout out to Doctor Swartzen from over at. Uh, doctor's hospital who works with the miami dolphins and uh the equipment guys over there that were fantastic they sent me uh the hat via dr swartzen because i see him so i got a hat that fits it's for waterheads what size is that you know what size is it's an xl double xl stretchy hat so it's like stretchy pants but a stretchy hat i mean looks good i like it it, it, did did you ever get to a point where it's not annoying anymore clothes shopping because that must have been annoying at some point in your career where it's like they don't have my size yeah i mean i'm sure you go through the same thing you gotta go what gap for kids yeah yeah but they have that (laughs) in most malls though like so it's not that big a deal i mean here's the thing everybody has things they have to deal with and things that are inconvenient and uh i don't complain about it i just roll on and do the best i can to get caught up in that stuff you're wasting time i don't know if you heard but uh i did my own little wrestling did you? Oh, we gotta oh show yeah, too. we have to get into that next segment. Okay, yeah. all right, so we'll oh, show no. that. In the ring? Yeah, we'll show you. Yeah, yeah. We got video, we got oh, video. He can talk, he can we'll talk. Show. I mean, you never video. know. You we'll never show, know. Yeah. All right, we'll show that to Big Show Plus. We'll get, get his thoughts on the Dolphins' playoff loss next. We got the big show in studio with this WWE superstar. I mean, you're at the point now, show where I mean, I could say one of the all-time greats. I mean, you're you're one of the all-time. I greats. don't know. I, you, you are though. I, you know, it's funny. I have a room in my house that's just like full of boxes, and I ask my wife, I'm like, "What's all this crap?" She goes, "It's your memorabilia." I said, "Well, please don't put that up till I'm dead." <laughs> you know, because I mean, I've always been a "What's going on tomorrow? What's today?" kind of guy. I think uh, I still love what I do. I still love helping the guys, even though my role has changed. I don't have to be in the fire in the hunt like these younger kids are now. You're okay with that? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with because I've put in the time and I still have fun and I get to help out a little bit. I don't think I'm a, would ever be a a trainer because I don't think I have the right mentality for it because I'm pretty pretty blunt and pretty honest when it comes to what's going on in advice in the ring and when, when guys are doing stuff wrong. And I think some of the guys that are on the road come to me. With that, and I'm happy to help them and mentor them a little bit. But uh, I'm in a really good place right now. I really am. I'm not. 
I, I can walk away from this business knowing that I've had a fantastic career. I've got nothing to look back, nothing to be uh, upset or mad about. And uh, for me, it's finding the next challenge, whatever that is. So you work um, with a lot of great people and, and very for, fortunate, very fortunate. Yeah. For us, for us and, and the fans that are wrestling fans and think it's like really cool that, you know, <laughs> you're working with some of these guys that are, that are all over TV and that they make wrestling figures of that are in the stores. What is some of the coolest, or I, I guess you could say, what has this job or this life afforded you to meet in terms of like, for instance, like an example I'm trying to get to is, is when I met Muhammad Ali or oh, yeah. if I, yeah, uh, we, got to do something with Jose Fernandez or something along those lines that you look back in those boxes of memorabilia that your wife have and you're like, holy smokes, I did spend time with that person or I got to meet this person. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of famous people like that. I, I look at things differently. Uh, I've never been a guy that's ever marked out for people. Um, everybody puts on their pants just like I do one leg at a time. Uh, I've marked out for places that I've been. Like where? Um, Egypt, Great Pyramids. I put my hands on the Great Pyramids in Egypt. You know, I've been to China, England, some of the places, that, you know, things that are actual real parts of history that have changed and shaped the world. I'm a small-town kid from South Carolina. My dad was a mechanic. My mom was a cop, you know, and I've traveled the world. I've been to Africa, been to South Africa, Australia, Japan. Like, I mean, I've pretty much been everywhere, and to... To have a chance to experience that and and go to those places and know the people that have been there before me, to me, that's what I get excited about. I mean, people are people. You know, how many times have you met people that in this business, especially that you've been fans of, then after you met them, you were turned off to them because they were jerks. Mm-hmm. You know, people are people. Uh, I met some incredible people that weren't famous. Just you know, there's a there's a there's a guy named Tony that works at the San Diego Sports Arena. He's a Samoan guy. He's got Tony's got to be what seventy. 77 78 now he's a backstage security guard at san diego sports arena and i've known him for 21 years and he's got his golf cart and he's always talks about fishing and you know happy to see me but i've seen this guy for over 20 years going to the san diego sports arena and he's one of those types of people that you know i'll sit in his golf cart with him and just talk with him because he's a good person and you just met him from doing shows I just met him from doing shows i'm from being a rookie going to that san diego sports arena for the first time to now I'm a veteran, and, and uh, you know, we just, it, it's, you meet people that you bond with that uh, um, I never would have had a chance to meet or be introduced to without this business, and I'm thankful for it. What is something, what is something that maybe you used to do early in your career that you learned is not the way to go about things? <laughs> uh, early in my career, um, I think a lot of the top rope stuff I did early in my career, I think the way I... I sold different things. Uh, it was a, it was an arc in the business. Uh, a lot of times you used to sell reaction to punches and stuff. You were you, you kind of fed your chin first. Uh, I think our business has evolved now. Where we try to keep our hands up and make it a little bit more uh, realistic. This um, God, there's a lot of things I hate about. Dude, I hate everything I do. I'm so critical on myself. It's brutal. Um, I think the worst thing that I ever did was was smoking on TV. I think that that was the worst thing I ever did. Like uh, being a character and doing different things. I don't care. I've done you know, um, the Fat Bastard and uh, uh, Shonan and what Baby New Year. I did that. Like I mean, I've done some really stupid stuff. But uh, I'm looking back on my career. I think the smoking thing was one of those things that, at the time, I was young and thought, oh, this is cool. 
you know, then now I'm thinking, eh, it wasn't very uh, responsible. You know what I mean? So that's about the only thing I think I wish I wouldn't have done. The rest of it, as far as moves in the ring and selling and learning how to work, that's just a process. You're always going to, just like anything, I mean, I'm sure you can look back to when you were playing football when you first started, you know, mistakes that you made that later on you learned, like, oh, I can't believe I used to do that. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, I wish I knew what I knew now and was 22. I, you know, it'd be awesome. But, you know, that's part of I life. I say that every time I think about girls. Like, if I knew what I knew now about girls going back to college. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Mm. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we get texts. We're getting texts on the text line about specific moments. Like, the time Kevin Nash tried to powerbomb you. Oh, yeah. Everybody you loves Do you just... remember oh, moments yeah. like that? I mean, it's got to be hard, though, right? With well, so many I, matches. That one I definitely remember because you dropped me right on my neck. But, oh, again, right. and this, everybody and, and, looked... and this texter's asking, was, did you actually get injured? Yeah, I got hurt. But it wasn't that bad. It was just a little, my my arms tingled for like a So week. what happens afterward? I mean, is Nash like so apologetic afterward? Well, what no, Kevin there? and I are great friends. And the thing about it is, is Kevin and I did that move like three weeks before. He hit me with a full powerbomb. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. He hit the powerbomb. So it wasn't like we were trying to do something we hadn't already done. It was just a mistiming thing. You know, I went up so far and couldn't get all the way up. Um, and I'm a, I was a load. I mean, Kevin was powerbombing. I was like 490 or something like that. So it's not like, you know, he's picking up a sack of potatoes he's picking up a dump truck and kevin and i are great friends and and i didn't get hurt um but that's our sport you know when you, sometimes accidents happen like that you, you had know? to call him after you saw magic mike and just said what the hell were you no thinking? i love kevin you know what, like that you know kevin's stage. in john wick right no he's, he's in the first one or he's in the new he's one in the out? first one he's the he's the doorman he's the russian doorman in front really? of the club i had to call him i was like dude that's an amazing russian accent where'd you because you wouldn't know it was kevin because he's the big guy on the outside. francis yeah 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 yeah. he's the big guy on the outside like i was like holy crap i know he's in the great... punisher too he had blonde bleach blonde hair yeah he was yeah 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 yeah, yeah but i think i think kevin's done a real good job of because you don't know it's kevin and john wick but he's got the great accent i was like wow that's really good because then you, know, you Part of being an actor is is helping people to forget who you are and being a different character. So, I was really happy that Kevin got got in that part and did well with it. John Wick Two is coming out hopefully, right? Pretty yeah, soon. yeah, I think it's soon. Ah, what is something so, good? So, what do you do when 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 you have time off? I mean, like, do you go out? You go out with your wife? You guys go places? Or are you usually someone who stays at home? I'm a stay at home guy. I'm a steady Eddie. I do the same thing every day. I get up, I go to the gym, I come home. I don't. I'm I'm. Not a wild and crazy party guy. That's not my style. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I go you watch to the, movies I, at home. You watch TV shows. I don't even watch TV or movies. I listen to audiobooks. Um, really, I don't. I'm so boring. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, I, once in a while I go to the movies. Uh, but you watch the Dolphins when you I can. I do watch the Dolphins when I can. I like the Dolphins. I like watching the Heat. Uh, Were you able to catch the playoffs this weekend? I didn't catch anything. I was working. Oh, you got our ass kicked. That's yeah, but you know, here's the thing too. I also know that we've been struggling too with injuries, and you know, we're we're running around on four bald tires, and the transmission's leaking oil, and you know, sure. I I think for what we've done this season, I think these guys played their hearts out. They they overcame a lot of adversity and and really uh, surprised everyone with their attitude and their and their. The way they went after it. So hopefully, did you get to meet Indomitian Sue when you went to Dolphins yes, practice? Yes, of course I did. That's a big yes, boy. He's a big boy and an extreme gentleman, and uh, was very nice to me at the practice. And uh, uh, all those guys were great. So uh, I, I really, really am, am proud of what the Dolphins have done this year. You got to explain to me again how nobody got a hold of you for left tackle. Um, I just wouldn't play. 
<laughs> you just want nothing to do with ball. I, I, I played in high school and just had a crappy experience with a coach when I was early, and I thought I was going to be a basketball player. So, yeah, I probably should have been a left tackle. I probably would have been pretty decent at it, but, you know, oh, well. Should have, could have, would have. Yeah, well you can't. You, that's the whole thing. You can't look back at mistakes you've made or decisions you've made in the past. You can't go, oh, I should have, or I could have. That's already done. Learn from it and don't make that choice tomorrow. Make better ones. You yeah. got a little more time left in you? I got, I'm got. i not working today. I got all kinds awesome. of time. Cool. Uh, I'm sending you the lunch bill. That's <laughs> it. I'll take care of it. Do, are, are folks texting in like questions for show? Should we ask them some questions we next segment? We can ask segment? them some questions. All we right. can take oh boy, questions for go. show. And, and we can take some more at 67974 if you want to text in your questions. All right, very good. That and your chance to win the $1,000 touchdown catch is next. We got some more with the big show who's nice enough to join us in studio here today fighting at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the rumor. We're going to go to WrestleMania. It's likely he's going to see Shaq at WrestleMania. Shaq's talking the crap. And Are we doing the show? We're doing the show from Radio Row. Are you guys doing Radio Row? That's what we're trying to do. That's our hope. We, we need to talk. What are, you trying to, what are you trying to do, Radio? We mean you got to get booked and get on it? We need the contact to, to give oh, us. Dude, I'll get that squared away. Okay. I will get that squared away. Oh, I will great. talk to... Uh, I'll talk to the guys and make sure we get you guys on Radio Road. Awesome. Yeah, we'd like to do the show there on the Friday. We think it'd be no a lot problem. of fun. Just give me this stuff from your producer, and I'll forward it on. Awesome. All right, hey, right now, your chance to win 1000 bucks. You text in the code word. It's curve, curve, like curveball, curve, 72881. It's your chance right now to win 1000 bucks every morning, 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. right here. And you got a couple chance in the afternoon, too. You can win the $1,000 touchdown. Grab, hit the ID here, Tom, before we continue. 790 The Ticket, WAXYAM South Miami, and WSFSFM HD2 Miramar with Dan and Stu weekday mornings beginning at 9. Here's what's trending now, now in Miami. This segment is brought to you by Denny's. Denny's $4 menu now offers twice as many options as before, like the super blackberry pancakes, the biscuits and gravy breakfast, and lots more. It's probably the greatest $4 value menu in the entire world. That you guys so good. <laughs> she just said biscuits and gravy and pancakes, and my mouth just literally watered. Well, you haven't had carbs uh, in like I haven't had carbs days, in right? three days, so she said, I went, oh, biscuits and gravy, good, good, Do- me want carbs, yes. Do I need to hit any headlines here, Zaz, or no, should we just good. get to the questions? No, we're good. Let's, let's let the listeners get some questions in for show. Well, before we do that, I, I want to know what Big Show thought of Twisted Teal, right? Oh, Did my we character. Get into that? Yeah, yes, man. Romberg's Twisted character. Teal. Twisted Teal. How is his ring work? Appeal. How is his ring work? Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. He's definitely <laughs> good looking, dude. Uh, I thought the mullet was a cool touch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the only, the only thing too. that I thought was a little bit he's, of a discrepancy. His underwear. Discrepancy. A little discrepancy is he had a fistful of cash, but had the worst ring gear I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> so he's, I told him, I said, you should have picked the cash up and bought yourself some good gear. <laughs> right. So right. it's right. all about presentation. You have, to, you have to look like the character. You went the step with a wig, but. You cut it short with the long johns and the uh, tidy boxer shorts from the 1980s. Yeah, and what was the deal in the boxer shorts? Are you smuggling socks part-time or what? what yeah, was there's, the some, there's some deal going no, on. No, this is a PG shorts. company. You know, We can't happens. have you running around like uh, Dirk Ziggler there. What was his name? Uh, Dirk, Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler, yeah. 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 He was like Dirk Diggler out there. Yeah. <laughs> what the problem was was I usually take my heart pill at night, but I took it that morning, so I had a lot of oh, flow. Oh, your heart pill. That was the problem. The there. problem. Yes, that was yes, the problem. Yes. All right, let's get 
get to some of these questions because I have, we have a lot, so we're not going to be able to get to all of them. But uh, I'll start with his softball. What's your favorite food, Big Show? Favorite food? Uh, I think if I'm going to cut loose and just go all out, it would probably be either Mexican or Italian. Um, as a standard rule, though, I'm probably a, a steak and potato guy. If Zazzle was a wrestler, what would his wrestling name be? Yeah, what would my name be? <laughs> Give me a cool name. Baby Gap? Cool name, Baby Gap. Oshkosh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bagosh? Uh, yeah, I think... Um, Oshkosh would be good. Uh, the Hitman Hobbit. The Hitman <laughs> Hobbit. Or My Buddy. My Buddy would be another one, too. My Buddy. My Buddy. My yeah. Buddy. There's a lot of questions about, about food intake. I guess people are very... Oh, they're worried about calories and what I'm well, eating. They want to know the secrets. Well, and how much you can eat, but you already said you weren't a big eater. I'm not a big people eater. People are asking, what's the most pizza boxes you've ever eaten? Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. I I think back no. back in college, I think I've sat down and I've crushed, like, four Big Macs and fries and fish sandwiches and a shake, so I don't know. So at some point, you were a big eater. At some eater. point when I was younger, I did. Now, no, I, I'm not looking forward to that kind who's, of nonsense. Who's a guy on the road, you know, when you were really full-time on the road, who's a guy on the road who would really be able to get after and still be able to perform? Because I remember, you know, we- Are you John- talking about eating? No, I'm talking about like partying because like like Jonathan Coachman's been on with us every now and then and he told us this great John Cena story one night. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> uh, there's a few of us that have been known to partake and stay out and uh, rock and roll. That's part of, it used to be part of um, who we were and what we did. Um, nobody out drank us, nobody out partied us, and nobody out us. So what us. changed then? Why is it different now? Just the change of the brand, the talent change. There's a lot of younger kids now. I mean, a lot of these guys now are into, no offense, they're into CrossFit, they're into eating right, they're into, um, they're much more uh, physically fit, um, brand conscious group now. These guys are involved with social media and working on their brand. Uh, a few of us old timers, we had to fit in because we had to be able to go. You had to be able to drink all night and be in the gym at 10 in the morning and wrestle that night, you know. So, I mean, you used to see the guys do it. I'd see, God, I'd see Flair out all night, close the bar down, be at the gym at 10 in the morning. He'd wrestle for an hour that night, you know, did it every night. It's just what you get used to. It was a different environment back then. Plus, back then, we all used to kind of stay in the same hotels because we get breaks on hotels. Now these kids have apps, so they're all finding their own hotels and they're spread out. Like we used to move like a herd back in the day. Like, you know, we'd take over a bar because we stuck together because, you know, professional wrestling back in the day didn't have the um, popularity, I guess, that, that we have now. I remember back in the day, it was it was a very close-knit fraternity, and we hung together, and we raised hell together. I can remember a few really tall guys that were probably 6'9 and up went through the parking lot flipping cars one night at a strip club somewhere. So there was about eight cars that got turned over on the roof. So got to um, love shenanigans. Shenanigans, yes. It was a fracas. But you know that was a long time ago, and we were we were insane. Now you can't do anything. Well, and like that, that stuff wouldn't get caught on camera phones. Oh, and now there's now there, now there's. I mean, you know, if you say the wrong thing by accident, mispronounce something, or everybody's blowing you up on Twitter. It's like I'm so nervous when I tweet something, I'm gonna spell something wrong because then I'm gonna get the grammar Nazis oh, yeah. that come right yeah. after me. You know. <laughs> I'm always so, wondering what's going on with the guys like Typhoon and Earthquake and well, Kamala and all these guys. Couple that those were guys John, are not alive anymore. Yeah, right. John, John Tent is not alive anymore. Um, you know, it's a lot of those guys have have moved on and done different things. Um, it's tough because your career is not. There's not a guaranteed longevity in this business. You know, it's what how you can stay current, so how you can stay relevant, and how you can stay 
marketable and useful. You know, it's just like football. What's your football career run? You know, there's always somebody trying to take your position. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing in our business, too. If you can manage to carve out a spot and be unique and be dependable and be versatile, uh, you can have a long career. Sometimes it doesn't work for guys. A texter asks, before the big show was married, did you ever hook up with Nitro Girl or Miss Elizabeth? I have zero comment on any of that. Stay away from Miss Elizabeth, right? Yeah, that stuff must be going on so much because you even watch the Divas show. My name is Paul. That's between y'all. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Would Big Show ever consider becoming a life coach or a counselor for young adults? Listening to him talk about life has me questioning everything I've ever done. (laughs) Well, I don't want you to question everything you've ever done. Um, I think in certain situations, I think there are some people that I might be able to talk to and help. I'm always willing to give an honest opinion. I don't. I want to definitely clarify. I don't have any professional training. I'm not Dr. Phil. I just have lived a lot of life, made a lot of mistakes, and learned from them. This guy knows the game. He said you've been tag champion with seven different guys throughout your career. Kane <laughs> being one of them, right? And the best one that he liked. So, which has been your favorite? Um, I have a couple of favorites. Uh, I think. Uh, Jericho and I were really good together, Jericho, because we complimented each other uh, very well. And at that particular time in my career, working with Jericho, who's a fantastic talent, but Jericho showed me a different side of psychology. Like, I learned something new with Jericho, and I'm not afraid to admit that. I don't have an ego. Like, I learned something new about the business tag teaming with Jericho, and that was a really interesting time. Kane and I fit together, you know, um, crusty and rusty that was what we that's what Kane and I were you know what I mean I'm crusty he's rusty we're grumpy and that's that and uh I had a good time with Taker too when I was Taker's tag team partner because that was I was a really I was a rookie then and I was under the learning tree and uh, uh I remember um many discussion after many a match from the, the Undertaker um let me know that I should take two weeks off and quit the business because I'm terrible. Wow, so. really? <laughs> yeah, but he loves me. He was just hard on me. Right. What? <laughs> it's like Hunter's one of the guys that train me. Triple H is one of the guys that train me. He says, yeah, gee, don't tell anybody I train you. It gets me heat. So <laughs> That's crazy. What is, uh, what's, what's been your favorite moment uh, in the ring? You know. <sighs> like one individual moment you were especially proud That's of. It's got to be hard. It, it is hard. But you yeah. got to have one, right? I, I've, I've. Thousands. I've had five or six thousand matches. So I mean, moments. I think. One? But maybe like in a WrestleMania where you're performing in front yeah, of eighty thousand people. You know, you, you can. And you know, and then I've had some shows in you know in Jackson, Mississippi, and stuff like that. They were just phenomenally great crowds. You never forget. I had a match with Undertaker in France in a coliseum that was built in three hundred A.D. by the Romans. And um, this was right after I come back from boxing, and and it was a singles with Taker and I, and we literally went to the ring without knowing the finish what happened was going to happen and we worked mike kyoto the referee was having a heart attack he was apoplectic because he didn't know the finish and we just worked and we went about i want to say about 40 minutes him and i back and forth and it was one of the greatest matches i've ever been a part of the acoustics in the arena it was never on film because it was a live event but just the environment and the guy i was working with and the match that we had and it was just two professionals that um it all came together and it was just that is one of my favorite personal moments um winning championships i think when uh, i beat brock in the garden for the wwe championship when paul Heyman did the big turn uh, that was pretty amazing because no one had touched brock until then you know brock is brock 
And the fact that Brock, you know, worked with me and, and we were able to do what we were able to do business-wise was a, a pretty amazing. Winning a championship in Madison Square Garden is pretty ridiculous when you talk about moments in time. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, when they tell when when you find out beforehand, hey, like, you're going to win the belt. What, what when you win the like? title, a belt holds up your pants. Why would you demean a championship? When, when it's a title or a championship. It's not a belt. <laughs> it's not a strap. You're going to win the title. There you go. I mean, that's like, and, and those words come across you. Those like words that's... come across. Those words are impactful because that means you're given a responsibility to. Now, I was never a guy that was going to be a, a mainstay champion like a John Cena or somebody like that. I wasn't. I was, I was a transitional champion. You put the championship on me. I carry it, put it on the next guy that's the next horse to run because you don't want to mix the two guys. You want to buffer in between to keep those other two guys apart for a while. Uh, and I was very fortunate and very thankful to to get those runs that I got. I think I, I won the one championship with uh, Stone Cold was hurt, and I won a triple threat, and then a month later I put it on Triple H. So, I mean, I was a transitional champion. I'm okay it's with such that. an interesting business. Was there well, ever a match that you really didn't want to do? <laughs> but you did it anyways because you had to. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you, you're asked to do that you have to check your ego at the door. Uh, this is entertainment, and sometimes you have to make fun of yourself. Sometimes you have to work really hard to make someone else look good at your expense because that's what you're contracted to do. You're a contracted entertainer. I'm not a shoot fighter. I'm not an MMA guy. I'm in an entertainment business, so my job is, as directed by my boss, to go out there and entertain and do that best of my ability. And I've always tried to check my ego at the door. Um, it's not real, so leave it at work. Go yes, out there well. and do the best thing you can. You know, try to be safe. Uh, have a good match. Some guys you have chemistry with, some guys you don't. You have some more questions for show, Amber? Yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton. It, people are asking if there's anybody you have a real beef with. And another texter asked, uh, you know, who's the biggest jerk behind the scenes? <laughs> I think the biggest jerk behind the scenes was the big show. He's a dick. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I can't say that. I, I think uh, I don't have any beef with anybody backstage. Um, our business isn't easy. You know, guys are going to have good days and bad days. Bad days. We're going to argue. We're going to fight. Um, we're going to disagree. Um, and we're going to work together, and we're going to have good matches too. Uh, I've had disagreements with guys, and we've worked it out in the ring. Um, I've had guys that I didn't respect that I worked with them and got more respect for them. Um, I don't have any hidden agendas or grudges or beefs or anything like that. Um, I, like I said, I have a different attitude than I think a lot of people would think that I would have. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that uh, I want everybody to do well. You know, uh, did Hexter wrote in? He's a big Warrior fan. Uh, do awesome. You, yeah. Do you have any stories there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Warrior was great. Uh, he was always uh, very kind to me in WCW, and I worked with him a little bit. Um, I remember uh, watching him one time in the locker room. He had a bag of Chips Ahoy cookies, and he crushed them and put them in a plastic bag. And he turned him into like, you know, like kibble. It was all crushed up. And I was like, what is he doing? Because there's this guy with these veins and yeah. these muscles. And he puts his face in the bag and he sniffs the bag. And what? he sniffs the bag. He wants to smell the cookies. He smelled the chocolate chip cookies. And that's how he got his chocolate chip cookie fix oh by smelling them. And I went, wow. man, if I, that would be I'm like, because he wouldn't eat it. I, that's what I thought. I said, man, if I turn to sniffing cookies, it's over. I need to check out. Wow. You know wow, what I mean? And I remember that was the one thing I looked at him and said, what are you doing? He goes, 
well, this way I get the chocolate chip cookies, but I'm not, I'm not eating them. You know, I mean, wow, I'm, this works for me, and I'm like, oh, that'd be so much harder I'm for like, me, dude. You're insane. I can't. If I sniff it, I'm gonna have to eat it. Wow, that's just the way it works. Well, Vince actually did that to me one time in Afghanistan. He walked by the the. I was with him, so I had to eat everything he ate because he was ribbing me. So we had egg whites and all that crap, you know. And uh, this is back when I was really big. And he walked by the dessert table and picked up a giant chocolate chip cookie that looks so good. I said, oh, if he has a cookie, I'm getting off. I'm having one, too. He picked it up and looked at it, and he licked both sides and threw it in the trash. Oh, I was like, hey, man. Wow, that's so Don't odd. ever, 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 ever lick a chocolate chip cookie in front of me again. Man, that's so And strange. he just died laughing walking out because he did it to aggravate me. Oh, man. Well, you, we, we got a couple options here, show. If you got more time, you're welcome to hang with us. We're going to have John Clayton from ESPN coming up next. You want to ask oh. him some football questions? You want to talk some no, football I'll, with John I'll Clayton? Give, I'll give John Clayton the whole room. That's his uh, that's his expertise. I just came right. here to see you guys, say hello. I'll let Shaq know that uh, he needs to ride a bike, go to the gym, lay off the burgers and tacos because <laughs> it's going to be really sad if he gets slapped up by me in Orlando. All right, well, we'll do Radio Row. You'll come by. You hang out with us, I guess, what, the Friday before. We'll see you again then, yeah? Yeah, as long as you're not there, I'll come by. No, I'm gonna be there. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm definitely coming. not coming. I'm definitely coming. I'm definitely coming. not. Definitely not. Uh, good to see you again, man. Thanks for coming by. That's the big show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.